Welcome back to Teaching with the Body and Mind. I'm here with Ross. Hi, Tom. And Joey. Hi. And Mike. Hey, Tom. Um, so, so we're back and we're going to continue our conversation about using the body as a thinking tool or the body as a thinking tool in math. I, I did really okay. want to expand it beyond counting because yeah, yeah. numeracy right. because that's usually what we think of in terms of math right. in preschool, but yeah. it's much, it's much, much bigger. No, oh. but I, I the only reason I was harping on it was because I think it, it seems it seems so easy, but it's actually so hard to understand. Right. You know, kind of like Mike was saying, like all and none, like like okay. Mm -hmm. Like, if you don't have a concept of that... Yeah, so then, all, none, and more are usually the first three. Right, but... And then you, like, build and from less, there. Or, and know, less, You yeah. know, like, but it's you true. have to have that kind of right. through your through your, through your your body. Or, yeah. like, are these two things are separate, you know? Am, again, going back to babies, am I my mom? Oh, no. My mom is someone different. Now that person's gone. Right. There's none. I mean, you know, so I, I, I know it is more than numbers, but I also think, like, we just, we just sort of take for granted that we have this language to describe things that we right. experience, which is kind yeah. of mind-boggling, like, and then kids can well, join in yeah. that language. The and concept of numbers is not an actual... Numbers do not exist anywhere. Right. They're only abstract. Yeah. <laughs> but, I th but, but I think there's that piece of... Um, everyone's minds are exploding right now. <laughs> what was in that coffee? <laughs> but, but I think... Is that new mushroom it's, coffee? It's, it's the... Math, we as again as adults, we know it mostly as numbers. Yes. We and if and I just taking a guess here, it seems like maybe we're a, are we all comfortable with math? Were we, you know, or at least growing comfortable up, at a, like a high school level? Sure, sure. But, but enough to be able to do basic arithmetic and things like that. But if you were someone who math isn't one of your intelligences or something, this might be a different conversation. If you're a teacher who doesn't enjoy or see math as important well then making that connection to the body might be even tougher mm -hmm. so you're trying to i don't know, i'm seeing i'm seeing that there could be a disconnect if you're if you're an adult who does not enjoy it or understand it as well it could be much harder to represent it and then also seeing the connection to the body mm -hmm. and i think again because we we put it back to numbers and it, it but it is shape but there is part to whole relations mm -hmm. there's I mean, there's a difference between rote and rational counting, but those, again, going back to numbers and numeracy, but that idea of space, I'm thinking of, again, back with babies, playing the so big game, so big. Right. But you're stretching and understanding, and like you right, said, Joey, big. earlier, big and small. Can I fit into this little yeah, thing? Yeah. How big is, how big can I really make myself? And your body, especially when you're small, you want to be as big as you can, and you're always, I'm two, I'm three, I'm, I'm, I'm this big. Yeah, yeah. And it's all about size, but that you can't measure it unless you understand your body in space. Right. And your body is your first it's tool your first for measuring right. space and volume. Yes. That's why you see kids getting into smaller spaces exactly. or into the little little garbage can in your yeah. classroom. Like, why, why are you doing so that? So vestibular yeah. development is tied to that as well, of like right. figuring out where your body starts and stops. And it's why right. you're not very accurate with your measuring at first. And after right. a while, you... Well, and... I'm sure we're kind of getting <laughs> towards it, but we can keep going. But I mean, we're as you brought this in, Tom. You wanted to think the body is a thinking tool specifically for math. But we, I mean, we've touched on and I think have alluded to all the other domains being interconnected to this because there's the social piece, there's the emotional piece. We've already talked physical and cognitive, but the creative piece as well. Like how all these domains are tied into again and intertwined. And with we just, just have this one five topic. new podcasts there. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Well, 
And again, you're just in the, the body is your thinking tool. So therefore, your problem solving has to be physical. So, you know, oh, you know, don't. I, hey, kid, I wouldn't step into that creek. I think that water is deeper than your boot. Right. Okay, this is all. This is all just me telling you symbols and and right, and, right. and then Spoosh. yes, you step in and your boot fills with water because your thinking tool is like, well, what, what does right. it, you know, what will happen? What does that mean? How deep is right, this? Right. I mean, so that is that is an act of thinking in your way of describing it, Tom. You know, like I, I I'm going to noodle through this problem because I can't. Concept, you know, I can't predict how so, deep this water is abstractly. I must be concrete and put my foot in it and find out. So I see, I don't know if contradiction is the right word, but I yeah. see a thing here then for a teacher or parent to think about that in some ways, or teacher, an adult who doesn't really get math or that's not right. their thing or whatever, right. is going, may very well intuitively allow their child just to have experiences and experience math mm-hmm. and think math through their body. Physically. Physically. But there could also be, but they couldn't explain why it's helping with, right. like, they wouldn't even know the phrase part to whole or any right. of that. Right. And so then there's, like, the little bit of knowledge being the danger of knowing that there's a part to whole and then having to, like, like s- trying to explain it. Because that's where I think numbers come up. Because mm-hmm. that's an easy one for people. Oh, I don't really know math. Oh, but I'll help children count. And so they keep, like, an adult will keep going back to how many are those? How many mm-hmm. of those do you have? Mm-hmm. Because it's the one thing that they can talk about going from experience to a whatever a more abstract level. So they mm-hmm. can't. They don't even know about part to whole, but they know yep. counting. So they right. keep going back to it. So it's that little bit of knowledge that's harder. Or you get to the point where you understand part to whole, but the way to teach it is to let kids experience that, mm-hmm. and you know in your head, oh yeah, twelve years from now when this comes up as a concept. They'll get it when they're trying yeah. to do fractions, and they just yeah. had I mean, someone take, you know, a bigger piece of their cupcake than they were willing to share. They've they've yeah. experienced it or whatever, like, you know. So it's that thing of the adult who's just giving kids experiences is, you know, doing whatever, allowing the child to do. It's that. supporting thinking. Yeah. yeah, even though they can't explain it. Right. right. And then you have the person who could explain it. That if the teachers or if a parent say, why are they just playing? It's like, oh man, all the stuff that's going on, you know, like what, what are you concerned about? Yeah. I'm concerned fun. they're not going to get into Harvard and become a mathematician. It's going to be fun to have somebody who really is good at the language of math, like describe. Really describe right. it. Yeah. Cause yeah. you could. Yeah. Right. Cause you can tell we're all kind of on the edge of using yeah, some yeah. words. So we <laughs> I couldn't really even think of the word trigonometry <laughs> earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. So it'd be um, kind of, it'd be kind of uh, fun yeah. to, to look at play, right. you know, and, and, yeah. To say what the so, so there is somebody here, and he actually lives in St. Paul, who talks about the math thinking of children. For instance, and I suppose is it's it Tom Bedard? Is that no? It's not Tom Bedard. No, it's actually, the guy at the he, State he, Fair. Yeah, he has uh, math on a stick. At yeah, this, yeah, At the Minnesota State Fair, he actually lives a half a block from me, and he talks about children's thinking in math to step back and wonder what are they, what do they mean by this question? So that's the next so, step for So for instance, he, he, asked his, he asked his daughter, how many brownies did you and mom make? And, and she said, one. But then mom cut them up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so he learned a lot about amazing. <laughs> it made him yeah. stop and think, you know, he was already guessing. Our minds were just blown again. <laughs> 
Um, so he has all these different examples of of mathematics. Right. Yeah. Oh fact, man, tonight I'm just gonna have one brownie. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> but it, <laughs> I think I think Joe, your your point that you just brought up though, I think is great. If there if there's a take the takeaway I'm taking is I hope all their you know listeners are getting as well. But that this early mathematical thinking has to be responded or answered with physical action. Yeah. Like you yeah. have, that's why, that's why you have to have blocks in early childhood yes. classrooms. That's why you want manipulative sets so children can, they're naturally going to want to sort and group things and rather than it only having to be sorted by color, we'll have just a sorting box and put the, you know, your, your multicolor vehicles out there and let them put the parameters of what right. they're sorting by. Because similar to that, we as the adults will say, well, they'll do it by color or they'll do it by, is it a car? Is it a truck? Right. Is it a plane? And then they'll come up with something. Well, this is the one that I see on my drive. They'll have a new parameter right. that shows their true understanding of the concept well, and, and making sense of it. They like, may have a... Well, like the brownie. Like, I've yeah, you've only made one cake or brownie, and you cut it into small pieces. Yeah. Oh, okay. So uh, even with the vehicles, a different color, they may have a, they may have a completely different schema or, or right. yeah, idea right. about how they're uh, right. how they're patterning their dump trucks versus something else right. you know yeah, yeah. Well, it, and it doesn't matter hot to, wheels how versus matchbox See? Yeah. You didn't even know. but as you're saying tom like it's it, they'll have the schema and it's their understanding mm -hmm. of it and they need to play with it in order right. to understand it well and to, to circle back to what mike was saying to trust that their bodies are thinking mm -hmm. We, we're not in their body, we're not in their mind, so we can't They may not have the abstract language as all I was really trying to right. say. So we come in with counting because that's, yeah. that's a shared language. Right. But if they, but just I just put a little trust in. I'm just, you know, so when you're doing your wondering and you're watching, just also put a little trust in that, that they're doing their thinking. They just may not yet be at the place yeah. where they have the shared language. And a lot of the language that people use naturally, like more, yeah. less, things like that, are, that's the level they're at of understanding too. So, you know, be confident with that. Yeah. So, so there's one more example he always okay. gives about his children, and, and their mathematical thinking. One day, his daughter came home and asked her, "Are tree trunks round?" Mm. Well, well, no, they're cylindrical. And he, 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 yeah, he could. I mean, depends he, what you kind know, of tree the, you're uh, at. an adult would say, "Well, yeah, they're round, right?" But they're, if you're looking at them straight on, they're, yeah. they're no, lines. And, and he said, well, you know, what, what do you mean? And, you know, they went out to the yard and there had been a, a tree cut. Oh, yeah, yeah. And she could see. And it, and it was the first time she could see. Was it wrong? But there were points. Uh -huh. Right, right. <laughs> so what? So the the whole question of what oh, is a round. circle? Yeah. What is round? Because mm -hmm. right, round and a circle really are different questioning things. That. But yeah. Um, on, again, a kind of a concrete level. Yeah. And they just explored that. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and it was really eye-opening for him, again, because he understood then, oh, this is real This is All real the math. different ways. Is, and we're but really, he's yeah. a math teacher. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. And how we're so I mean, casual we're, with our language. Of course it's round. Like she's looking at bumps going, what? <laughs> right. What does round mean? Yeah. Uh, like it's different than what I thought it was. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Wow. Thank you, guys. Yeah. This is, this is, I thought we'd have about five minutes. <laughs> no, I got to take a nap after this one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so th thanks for playing along. Yeah, thanks, Tom. Thank you for listening to Teaching with the Body and Bond. We'll be back again next week with another episode. Music is by Big Wheel Popcorn.